big bad agents. People say they want an agent, but often their desire for an agent is overpowered by the fear of rejection. And why the hell wouldn't it be? We are social creatures. To get rejected by an agent, yeah, that might feel like the tribe is saying, we don't think you're capable enough. Or you're unwanted. Ouch. So let's just get this out of the way right now and acknowledge how terrifying trying to get an agent can be. And then let's get clear about how we can get one that we love. Story time. Oh boy. <clears throat> when I was at drama school, this is back in the uh, 2008 to 2010 um, era, there was one day which was feared above all others. It was the day where he received the list. After three years of intense training, you would go back into NIDA one week after graduating, line up outside of a small room, and enter alone. In this room, there would be a member of staff sitting behind a desk with a piece of paper. They would slide the piece of paper across the table, and on the piece of paper were contact details of the agencies who were interested in representing you. The list. It was then your job to organise the meetings and hopefully uh, find a match. So yeah, three years of technical training at Australia's most prestigious institute for performing artists boiled down to a day where people became associated with a number. There might be zero names on your list, there might be 20 names on your list. And no matter how enlightened you were, regardless of how much you pretended not to care about external results, the question on everyone's mind was, how wanted were you? I got nine. Oh, Lily got three. Dave got 14. Now, I had some friends. <laughs> I had some friends in the years above who I thought were really cool, and I wanted to be cool like them. And they told me that if I didn't get offers from two particular agencies, who were the big boys back in uh, back in that time, it's obviously changed now, uh, then I was basically screwed. These were the same cool cats that said, uh, six packs will get you more work than voice work ever will. So I entered my third year. I... Um, well, at the start of my third year, I, I created what I thought was a plan. And really, it was just focusing on a result without any actionable steps. So not, not a plan at all. Uh, I wrote the names of those two agencies on pieces of paper, which I stuck on my wall, above my bed, in front of my toilet, everywhere. I thought if I kept focusing on the result of getting offers from those two agencies then their names would magically appear. They would magically be there on the list at the end of the year. So to my absolute horror, uh, when the list was handed to me, those two names were nowhere to be found. I kept trying to figure out 
where the spelling mistakes were um, or just what I had done wrong. Um, and my heart just, it was pounding. I just thought this couldn't be, it's three years of work down the drain all for nothing. And what's worse was that I had seven friends in my year and the year above, seven friends who all signed with those two big agencies within a very short time frame. So yeah, the comparing just sapped any last joy I had. I will never work now. I will never get the opportunities. I will never be a professional actor. I really believe that in order to work, I had to get an offer from specifically those two agencies. So a pretty strong belief system I was holding tightly onto uh, or a story that I was rigidly telling myself. And obviously ignoring the fact that a huge number of amazing working actors are represented by other agencies in this country. So a few days passed. I eventually got out from underneath my bed and despite feeling like I was screwed... I started to reach out to the people on my list. The meetings commenced. Meetings to find a match. Oh boy. I, I can remember one where I was sitting at a glass table and a well-groomed man with perfect eyebrows asked me, Are you a star? We only take stars. And... Me faking the most lackluster confidence in return. Um, yeah, I I'm a star. <laughs> uh, ew. I felt a tremendous urge to push in those meetings, to, to step into someone else's skin. Someone who was super confident, charming, cool, when really I just felt the opposite. I felt scared, confused. I felt unwanted. Yeah, I was getting opportunities to have meetings with agencies, but they weren't with the two big shots. So the confused, young and inexperienced graduate version of me was feeling mighty woeful. But there was one name on the list I, I wasn't looking at seriously. Uh, why? because they didn't have an office address where all the others did. And I thought, if they aren't in Redfern or Darlinghurst, how can they be a serious agent? But I was running out of options. So I got in my car and I drove to a suburb far away from the city, located in a beautiful ocean bay. And I walked up a long driveway, entered a house, sat down on a couch and was greeted by two little dogs who came and played with my shoes. And for the next 90 minutes, I drank a cup of tea, overlooking a calm and tranquil rainforest, and I had an honest chat with an extremely kind woman. She did more listening than talking and asked questions which genuinely got me curious just didn't feel like an agent meeting at all. It didn't look like the ones I'd seen on TV. There were no power games or pretending. Um, my body wasted no energy trying to show or push. 
just an honest conversation. Eventually we had a hug and said our goodbyes and I remember thinking as I left, surely that can't be a legit agent. Like that just, that felt too easy. I spent a few days thinking about my decision. Do what I should do and go with suits and fancy glass tables or go with my body and hang out with people I like. Thirteen years later, yesterday, in fact, that remarkable woman, who is still my agent today, swung by my house to drop off gifts for my newborn daughter, who now shares the same birthday as her. I actually can't go into describing my agent without my eyes getting glassy. It has been... uh, It it has surprised me um, how it's become one of the most significant relationships in my life. We have spoken at least every week for 13 years straight. This in an industry where the vast majority of actors I know feel uncomfortable about calling their representation for a simple chat. She's been there to console me during my biggest losses and by my side to celebrate the highs She has consistently reminded me to bring it back to an enjoyable process, especially when my mind has raced ahead and started to push for results, or when I get scared and start comparing myself to other actors I know. She does things her way, and she supports and encourages her artists to do it theirs. Side note. The seven friends I knew who went with those two uh, big shot agencies at the time, every single one has left them for other agencies due to unsatisfactory professional relationships. I think at the end of the day, they, they just got to the point where it, for them it was more valuable to have somebody they could speak with honestly and openly Um, the fancy bells and and whistles just ain't sustainable. Uh, and, and people eventually get tired of having to put on a winning smile all the time. Back to my uh, Australian agent. So yeah, it's a fairy tale story, right? Hold your horses. 18 months after signing with my Australian agent, I was the runner-up in the Heath Ledger Scholarship, which got me free tickets to go get set up in LA. The shoulds began again. While I I have to get one of the big five agents in, in, in America, otherwise I'll never work. Now, if I thought I had some interesting meeting experiences in Australia, America said, hold my beer. There's no one like you, Sheesby. Nobody could pull off double denim like you, bro. There's some great strip clubs in your area, man. We, we, we should hit them up, brother. The glass tables were longer. Uh, instead of two or three people sitting opposite me, they were now 11. The pushing to impress from me was on steroids, and I, I just swallowed it hook, line, and sinker. I I laughed at the jokes that weren't funny. 
I smiled like I had seen guys smile in toothpaste adverts rather than just smiling like myself. And I nodded my head at whatever was presented in front of me, all despite my gut just screaming, this doesn't feel good. There was one lady, though, uh, whom my Australian agent insisted I meet. Let's call her Jenny. She repped actors I really admired, including uh, Viggo Mortensen, John Malkovich. Jenny said she had full books, but was still open to having a chat. What could I lose? So after 10 days of exhausting schmoozing in LA, I walked into her office and flopped on her couch. And she straight away took off her shoes and flopped on the couch across the room. We both gave up. And like my Australian agent, she listened more than spoke. She asked wonderfully curious questions and gave me the space to explore my answers. In fact, within half an hour, I had tears rolling down my cheeks whilst discussing a personal relationship that was giving me grief at the time. Point being, just some easy, honest chats. No facades, no games, no bells and whistles. That night, as I strolled along the path to a fancy dinner, where the chandelier was worth more than the house that I grew up in, my phone rang. Mike, Jenny would love to represent you. Oh. I was, I was really surprised, but I knew I was about to have a meeting with possibly the coolest agent in LA who repped even cooler actors than Jenny. So I said, well, let me, let me call you back tomorrow. And that evening I was wined and dined like never before. Told crazy stories about partying with some of the biggest actors in Hollywood. Promised the keys to the city and was given a lift home in a fancy sports car. God, I felt cool. It felt like such a lie. I knew, I always knew where the real value in this industry was. What someone contributes in between action and cut. But still, I, I felt cool. When I got back to Australia and sat down with my wonderful agent, she listened to me describe all the meetings and people, and in her extraordinary and wise way, she said, Pretty clear to me who you would work best with, Mike. I think you have to go with your gut on this. Now, I knew this too, but this time, I didn't listen. I chose cool. And it is still, to this day, one of the only things I regret in my 20 years of acting. I've never in my life regretted going with my gut but I've absolutely regretted not listening to my body. The funny thing is, I believe that in the long run, yeah, I, I really believe that in the long run, the truth will always find a way to reveal itself. No matter how much I have tried to should my way into being cool or charming or confident or just something other than what I am, at some point, 
I will end up tripping on the red carpet and laughing like a kid or saying an awkward joke which no one but me understands or having my insecurities or nerves shine through brightly. And what I've found is that when I give myself permission to have those moments, when I give myself permission to stumble, cry, feel what I'm feeling, etc., that's when I find people I match with really well. So if I could boil down networking to one principle, hang out with people you like, people who you resonate with. So, how to get an agent. Time to slow down and be kind. Also time to get a pen and pad. Okay, one. How do you want the relationship to feel? Kind, honest, collaborative, professional, clear, etc. Two, find artists in the industry you resonate with and look at who represents them. Three, create a short, honest list of agents you wish to share a cup of tea with. Just two or three great options. Four, have everything ready to go. Uh, honest and concise cover letter, two or three bits of footage you're actually proud of, headshot, etc. Five, find a genuine approach in line with your values. This is a big one. <clears throat> to do the same thing as everyone else and expect a unique result, that might be a little delusional. So the last thing I would do is send a cold email to an address designed for spam. Agents have firewalls set up to prevent the onslaught of can you rep me? Someone's nephew is sitting at a desk right now copying and pasting the same response to those 20 emails per day without actually looking at them. Thank you, but our books are full. Thank you, but our books are full. So find a way which works for you. Do you know someone you resonate with who has an agent they resonate with who can give you a number to call for a cuppa? Or is it time to pull up your socks and go do the terrifying but courageous act of walking up to people and introducing yourself in public? Is it time to write a handwritten note and attach it to flowers or a pizza? Would you prefer to knit a scarf and send it in a box with a headshot that says, I promise I can act better than I knit? Anyway, etc., etc. Permission to do things your way. All right. One last thing. If you put all your focus and energy into improving your skills... Skills which allow you to give incredibly generous work in between action and cut. Everything will take care of itself. Eventually, your tapes will find their way to the surface. Your auditions will make their way through the firewalls. Your behavior on set will be spoken about behind closed doors. And those same agents will end up chasing you. Because they see that you are focused on what's most important, contributing good work. So, always bring it back to the work, the craft of acting, 
just get so good they can't ignore you. But still hang out with people you like. Hope this helps. If you enjoy this podcast, please feel free to give it a share, rating or review. And for private coaching or other details, head to michaelsheesby.com forward slash coaching. Or just email me at info at michaelsheesby.com. Seriously, even if it's just to say hi, I love hearing from you guys. Okay, cool.